0: Hello and welcome to The Imagineer Podcast, your unofficial guide to all things Disney. I'm your host, Matthew Kroll, and this is episode number 49 of The Imagineer Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to show some love to the West Coast of the United States and to the Disneyland Resort by counting down our top 10 favorite places to eat at Disneyland, including our favorite places to eat at Disneyland Park, Disney California Adventure, Downtown Disney, the Disneyland Hotel, and Disney's Grand Californian Resort and Spa. I have a few new guests on this episode who are going to lend their expertise as Disneyland foodies, and I'll introduce them in just a couple of minutes to help me to count down some of their favorite picks for best places to eat at the Disneyland Resort, and from my memory as well, my favorite places to eat at the Disneyland Resort the end of the episode, I'll come back and tell you a little bit more about how you can connect with the Imagineer podcast on all of your favorite social media channels and how you can help to inspire and create the future of this show. So grab some headphones, pull up your favorite armchair and enjoy this episode of the Imagineer podcast. While this show we mostly talk about Walt Disney World, we often forget about sending some love over to the West Coast, to the happiest place on Earth, because Disneyland really is an amazing place. And if you talk to anyone who's gone to both Walt Disney World and Disneyland, and especially to the Disneyland locals, they'll tell you that one of the best things about Disneyland is the food and it's amazing even when i was reviewing disneyland food and thinking back on all of it how much there is how many places there are to eat and how much there is to eat and because we're talking about disneyland food i have a couple of a few guests on the show who are part of disneyland foodies who are the perfect people to bring onto the podcast for this discussion so i want to welcome amanda Kara, and jenna of disneyland foodies how are you all doing
1: Hi, doing good.
0: Great. We're so
2: excited.
0: I'm excited to have you on the show. It has been months that we've been talking about this. And finally, I'm like, we need to get this scheduled. Let's get it scheduled. And I can't believe it is finally here. So um, to tell, I guess, just to kind of start things off, uh, I do have my lightning round questions. But for those who don't follow Disneyland foodies, um, I would love for you to tell the listeners a little bit more about what that's all about.
2: I mean, the name kind of says it all. Where, <laughs> like so we definitely were big Disneyland fans. Have been our whole life. Like five years ago, I think, where we all had annual passes and we were going a ton. And so we used to only like growing up, we went once a year, and we like would eat at Hungry Bear at lunch, and then like Rancho Del Zocalo for dinner, and like that was pretty much it. But when we started going more, we started noticing, like, oh, Dole Whip is really good. And this is, you know, and so we started, like, expanding our horizons a little bit more. Um, and I, Carol was the one who came up with the name because we were talking about how we were kind of noticing this pattern of, like, we go to Disneyland. But, like, there's times where we literally, like, only go and, like, eat food. And so Carol was, like, we're like foodies, but we're like Disneyland foodies. And there was a <laughs> light bulb that went off. <laughs> And we started the Instagram in 2015, end of 2015, just truly fun to just do something to not hold ourselves accountable, but just to be like, this is like a fun hobby. It'll help us, you know, try different foods. And there's, you know, Disneyland's always switching up the menu. So, and it's kind of just grown from there and it's been super fun. And we've had a lot of, a lot of good food along the way. Um, and it's been the Disneyland Instagram community has been really fun to be a part of, you know, we get to meet people like you and, and chat with all different kinds of people, meet people in the park. So um, it's a very enjoyable experience. Um, Jenna or Kara, chime in if
3: you'd like. I would just I hope- add that in. So when we started the account in 2015 to now, Disneyland itself has really expanded what they offer mm-hmm. in terms of food. They are really well known for you know allergy menus and things like that. We are blessed not to really have to care about those kind of things, so we get to eat whatever we want when we're there. But the um, expansion of everything and the fact that they now have seasonal things and you know Halloween food, Christmas food. Now we have get your ears on like the mini, the Mickey celebration. It is constantly changing, so that has really helped us uh like drive content because it's there's always something new to try.
1: Yeah, they've really leaned into like instagrammable foods, um even like instagrammable walls. They've just really leaned, you know, the purple wall, the small world wall. They've really just leaned into it and em- embraced the like Disneyland influencer culture and that's been fun to see evolve as well.
0: Disney's Disneyland. gotten very smart.
2: Mm-hmm. I think it's literally like statistically the most Instagrammed place on Earth. That could be like mm-hmm. its name, <laughs> the happiest slash most Instagram place on Earth.
0: They'll have to change um, the the plaque in the front. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. To all who come to this Instagramable place, well, welcome. welcome. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's funny. You're right. That. It seems like Disney has definitely caught on to this Instagram culture, and for a long time, especially Disneyland, we have known, a lot of people know of it as a local park when Walt Disney World is really more of the, the tourist vacation destination where people save up sometimes for their whole lives to go and visit Walt Disney World, and Disneyland, the majority of the audience that goes there is a local crowd. And while Walt Disney World definitely has a local crowd as well, you know, we've definitely seen that Disneyland likes to have those one-off, like you said, like food items or even the fact that they transform Haunted Mansion into Haunted Mansion Holiday and and give a lot of those overlay experiences more so than Walt Disney World is a testament to that. But I love hearing the backstory. Um, I love that the three of you are still going to Disneyland together and sharing that experience. And I love how it's evolved to now include more food. I found it was the same for me going to Walt Disney world every single year with my family. It was all about the rides. And then slowly as I got older, it transformed to still being about the rides, but you know what? The food is pretty darn good too. So I have to check more of that out. And I, I have to get better even about experiencing Walt Disney world food more, but, um, it's
2: tough, yeah, go ahead. Because I don't mean to cut you off, but no, no, it's go Because you have your staples that you want to, you know, respect and go and you want to have those because they're classic and they're so good. But then, yeah, it's definitely a balance between like we've even talked about the next time we go to Disney World. We're like, well, we want to go here again because it was so good. But then there's so many other things that we didn't get to try. So it's it's tough.
0: It is. I, you know, I, I had that same sort of realization recently where I realized I was going to the same places over and over again and occasionally mixing it up. When I was a local, I was a lot better about going to places more, um, or new places more often, I should say, but now that I'm not going as often, I, and especially since I'm not there locally, I am trying to make a habit of every time I go, experiencing at least one new place, just to switch it up a little bit, even if I have to sacrifice some restaurant I would normally go to, um, and I know that when I go to Disneyland next, I'm really going to have to do that, because I was, as I was coming up with my list, I realized, how little I've done there when it comes to food. <laughs> so, yeah.
2: well, it's um, cause you, it, it, you could also be disappointed. There could be something new that true. you want to try. And then you end up being disappointed. You're like, well, I could have gone to like Liberty tree tavern and had this delicious thing that I knew was gonna, you know, be a home run. So it's, it's real, you know, existential crisis
0: stuff. It is <laughs> only, only Disneyland and Walt Disney World's <laughs> fans go through this crisis.
3: Mm-hmm. Everyone
0: else just wants to sign up for VR guest restaurant. Um, So, which is why it's always booked Um, so as part of every podcast episode whenever I have new guests I have to go through my lightning round questions because it gives the listeners a little bit of a better idea about your Disney fandom and what it is that you love the most and I also find that I learn things about my guests even those that I I know well by asking these questions so I'm excited to ask the three of you because I really don't know the answers to these for either of you or any of you um, so my first question is, of all the Disney parks that you've been to, a single theme park, what is your favorite Disney park?
3: Mm.
1: Disneyland.
0: So, Genesis, Disneyland. is Disneyland. Cara, yeah, that was your hand. Come
1: on, guys. I'm just shocked by this question. How <laughs> could you do this to me?
0: <laughs> well, <great>. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I mean, okay, Disneyland is my home park forever in my heart but I'm going to say Epcot.
2: That's a hot take. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I hear you. I hear you. I'm going to be basic and just go with Disneyland.
0: That's okay. That's the Thanks for calling me out, Amanda.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, it's basic and classic for a reason. It was the OG. Wouldn't have any of the other ones without it. That's true. It was the only one that Walt ever went to.
0: Right. Yes. It's very true. But um, Ep-
2: his baby. Epcot was something that he wanted, so his brain child
0: that's right that's why a lot of Walt Disney World fans uh, or those who go who who are on the east coast or go to Walt Disney World more than they go to Disneyland say Epcot's their favorite Mm -hmm. Um, it's it's definitely the most common answer on this podcast uh, is Epcot but I have two first for Disneyland so thank (laughs) you for including that in there as well Um, next one I feel I guess I feel bad asking about park I might feel worse about asking for your favorite Disney attraction
2: at any park or?
0: At any park. <sighs> I didn't say this would be easy. These Crack are you define your personalities, honestly, basically.
2: <laughs> honestly, rock and roller coaster.
0: Amazing. Yes.
2: It breaks my heart that we don't have something like that, like that we don't have that. Or like, because we have the launch with the now coaster, which is mm-hmm. great. But like, that launch on rock and roller coaster is, there's nothing else like it.
0: Okay. <laughs> it was my fa- it was my favorite before Flight of Passage came along.
2: Okay. I listened to that episode you did where you were like, do the auditory thing and it like feels like you're like in line and like on the ride and I was like, it just made me made me want to cry.
0: Oh. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I could bring those those uh feelings back. And when I listen to it I feel like I still get nerves walking uh like I'm actually walking <laughs> up to the limo car. Yep. Um Kara, Jenna, what's your favorite Disney attraction?
1: Jenna, do you have an answer?
3: <laughs> I have like a, ha- a half-formed answer. Go Part ahead. of me wants to say Tower of Terror. But I miss the one out here so much, so it's hard to say that answer because it's gone from Disneyland. But we still have Guardians, so I guess it's Tower of Terror slash Guardians.
0: That's fair. Okay.
1: That's what I was going to say. I think Guardians of the Galaxy is my favorite cuz it's the one I I always want to do every time yeah. I go. Same. A- like perfect. I can skip Space Mountain, I could skip Big Thunder, you know, but I'm I just cuz it's so new and you know, you never know what song you're going to get. So, I think Guardians is mine.
0: Now, yeah. have you all been on the Florida version?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: And yes. what are your thoughts about because I'm curious from a Disneyland local's perspective uh, about that version versus the original Tower of Terror version in California versus Guardians of the Galaxy. I know this is totally off subject, but I am curious to hear what you have right. to say.
1: Well, I think when they announced it, you know, myself included, you know, all the Disney fans were like, no, how could you do this? Look at, you know, this eyesore of a ride. How could you do this? But, you know, Joe Rody never... He does, never, <laughs> never does done. wrong, and he never, never lets done. us down, and this is no exception. So, um, I think w- it was okay to lose California Adventures' version because we still have the original Florida version, which is, you know, its purest form of Tower of Terror. So we can rest easy at night knowing that it's still there.
2: Yeah. Well, I've heard people say like ours compared to Florida's wasn't even like that good. Mm-hmm quote quote anyways um so i guess in some ways yeah i mean they did improve it and so how can you be mad it it almost a trip to disneyland now almost doesn't feel complete if you don't do guardians it's like (laughs) jenna and i literally like and, and when Kara's here like we walk in the park first thing we do is get a fast pass for guardians like without fail yeah
0: that's awesome well um I think I got all your answers right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's right. Kara, you uh, you agree with Jenna? Okay. Um, so then, my next question, I got two more for you. Is um, this is where it, it kind of it, it hits you in the childhood a little bit? Um, what's your favorite Disney movie?
3: Animated or live action or I leave
0: or it. I leave it open.
2: Ooh.
1: Hercules. hmm
0: hmm That's awesome.
2: Mm-hmm. Does This Toy Story count under it that. Counts. It counts. It counts. I think Toy Story. That's just like Yeah, talk about nostalgia feels.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's how you know you're a <laughs> 90s kid. Yeah. I
2: remember like, I, remember, seeing that the I theater, still remember yeah. going to see that in movie theaters. Like I, I remember too. taking us and just being like, "Whoa," like childlike wonder truly.
0: <laughs> Blown away.
2: Yeah.
3: There are so many I, but know. I think to, and you know, and if you ask me tomorrow, I may say something different, but right now I'm going to throw kind of a wild card and say Peter Pan.
0: That's mm. a great answer. Thank you. You're, you're the second person to mention it actually, but you wouldn't have heard because the episode before you oh. which was already recorded, but not yet released as of this recording. One of the guests said Peter Pan was his favorite movie too. Um, and then last but not least, this is actually the hardest one. Uh, your favorite Disney character.
3: We've actually talked about this many times. And I don't know if any of us have ever given, like, a an <laughs> definitive answer.
0: It took me a long time to come up with an answer for myself as well, yeah. to be fair.
3: Because, you know, I'll speak for all of us. We're not princess girls. I don't think yeah. any of us is going to say a princess. Yeah. Um, of course, for me, Mickey comes to mind. But if if you'll allow it, yeah. I will actually say Walt Disney is my favorite Disney character. <laughs> OK, <laughs> yeah. is that oops,
0: too obscure? I'll, I might need to, like, I'll allow Does it. Does it
3: break any rules?
0: It, uh, I don't really have strict rules with this podcast, but <laughs> it's an interesting answer because I feel like some kids think of Walt as a character that not a real person. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll allow it in this case.
3: But he's, like, (laughs) he's the master of it all, so
2: we wouldn't have any of it without him.
0: Very true. That's
2: my logic. Very true. Does it have to be from a movie, or can it be, like, from a ride? It could be from a ride. Okay. Because I lean towards, like, people from, like, the Haunted Mansion. Like, maybe one of the three hitchhiking ghosts or something. Yeah,
0: that's great, too. I'll let you say all three. Hitchhiking ghosts.
2: (laughs) Package Package I think that we always try to guess which one we're going to get when we're on the Haunted Mansion. We're like, okay, we're going to get the short one. We're going to get the <laughs> fat one. I'm, like, I'm going to go with that.
1: Um, for my favorite character, for some reason, I want to say Jiminy Cricket. Because he's my little like avatar on my Disneyland app. And, you know, when you wish upon a star, it's just very old school.
0: I love it. Well... I'll give you mine because I don't know. Uh, it's been a while since I've even shared them and I think I still have them in my head, but my favorite park is Disney's animal kingdom. Mm-hmm. Not Especially. just because I work there but because for a long time, <laughs> even when I was working there, it was Epcot was my favorite, but it has shifted to Disney's animal kingdom. My favorite attraction right now is flight of passage. My favorite Disney movie is the lion King. Okay. And my favorite character is Mickey. Oh,
2: love it. And he's Those also are- my
0: avatar. Love
2: All it. Solid choices.
0: I had to think about it though. Like what is my favorite? What is my favorite? And it's like picking from your children. But I realize like I'm just gonna commit to one and obviously I, I like it all, but it's it's uh
2: Well and like Jenna said, it depends on the day. Like you could be have one day you could be like, you know what? No.
0: That's other person's my favorite character. Exactly. <laughs> it definitely it definitely changes. Um like my favorite Pixar character is Remy. Oh, okay. Um which is actually what? a good transition into food. Um <laughs> so, I didn't even think about that, but now now that I'm thinking about it, our topic is food. So, obviously, our top 10 list for this episode is going to be Disneyland, or places to eat at Disneyland, the best places to eat at Disneyland, and I know it's interesting to think about because some places might serve the same type of food. I know these questions came up even before we started recording, but, like, the same uh, different places can serve the same type of food depending on how you think about it, or different locations can have uh, you might like one food from this location but maybe not other food or one place you love everything but um, you know this place has it better so I'm curious to hear what you all have to say for this and I know that none of us will share our answers with each other my list is probably going to be the shortest and I'll probably have the least amount to say because I have not been to Disneyland in two years and have been much less frequently than the three of you so but I'll do my best. I <laughs> will definitely do my best. And probably look to you to add more information about what's there now. Um since things change so quickly. But I'll throw it over to any of you who wants to go first for the first, tenth, middle, whatever first one you have on your list.
2: I think we should go bottom up, like from ten to one. Mm-hmm. From ten
0: to one? Okay, let's do it. I gotta organize my list from ten to one. <laughs> so
2: I, I, I have a list I have my list. Um, there's 10 and then I have two places with like asterisks on them. Okay. Maybe I'll do those at the end or should yeah. I we should do those first? Okay.
0: Yeah. We'll throw, we'll throw on any honorable mentions at the end. See what I have
2: up. Those and honorable mentions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, should, uh,
2: do you want, I'll go first. Do I yeah,
0: go for, it. go for
2: it. Okay. So for number 10. I, and this isn't, like, an exact perfect order. This is just kind of, like, what I was feeling in the moment. Yeah. I, so my number 10 restaurant is Steakhouse 55, which is at the Disneyland Hotel. Um, it's definitely a more fancy vibe. You're going to be paying a little bit more money to eat here. But the vibe is really cool. They have all these, like, old-school pictures of Walt and, like, movie stars and um, it's kind of like a more fine dining experience. Like you'll be there for at least like three hours or so when you're eating. Um, it's kind of like the closest thing. Like if you know, like club 33, like it kind of has that vibe. It's like very fancy and great service. Um, good food. And I, it's fun to like kind of mix it up and do it at the hotel. And then it's fun because if someone who doesn't have a pass. Or doesn't want to pay for a ticket can still go and enjoy the steakhouse fifty five, you know. And there's also the lounge outside, which is cool. Um, good vibe, good way to beat the heat. That's my number ten.
0: I like it. Is there a favorite item you get from there?
2: Ooh, um, the lobster mac and cheese is oh wow
0: really
2: good, really good. It's very rich, um, but it's delicious.
0: That's awesome. I it, Right out of the gate, yep. I've never been there. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. well, I mean, I we hadn't been there until we like had annual passes and didn't even know it existed until I like started going more frequently because it was just so out of our realm of like we would never go there. But when you go a ton, you start experimenting with places more. And I just I think it's um, a good treat yourself place.
0: For I like sure. it. Special occasion. Check
2: it out. Yeah.
0: Consider it put on my list for my next trip. Um, Jenna or Kara I'll let either of you go next Kara Jenna (laughs) (laughs) I don't Um, want to have to call out so I'll let you guys um, choose.
3: I'm going to throw out a new place that is kind of not even really open yet they're still in soft opening and we actually ate there a couple of weeks ago Um, Black Tap was real good I think that deserves a number 10. It is um, something for everybody. And it's in downtown Disney. I think it's a good addition to the offerings uh, in downtown Disney. So number 10, Black Tap.
0: I like it. And I like that you all have, still have downtown Disney as opposed to Disney Springs. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> I love Disney Springs. Disney Springs was legit.
0: It is. It's tremendous. Uh, it's, it was tremendous back in the day compared to Disneyland. And now it is huge a behemoth um I like the theming of Disney Springs but when I worked there it was downtown Disney and they're still like you know it, it, it took a while for me to transition to being able to say Disney Springs like when MGM Studios transitioned to Disney's Hollywood Studios it took a while for it to just like become automatic now Disney Springs is automatic
1: we
2: loved Jock Lindsay's I wish we had
0: a Jock Lindsay's Jock Lindsay's <laughs> is fantastic
2: yeah. that's like our first stop at Disney Springs
0: <laughs> Well, you all have Indiana Jones Adventure, so you yep. have the the real like Indiana Jones experience there, but Jock Lindsay's is pretty fantastic.
1: Yeah.
0: Kara, um, what's your number 10?
1: So my number 10 is Hungry Bear. Um, it's out there in Critter Country, back in the back end of the park. Um, before they um, rerouted the train and the Rivers of America for Galaxy's Edge, um, it had a really nice view where you could feed the ducks along the river. And it was just really peaceful and quiet. Um, So it's a little different now, but it's still a great place to eat. They have, the food is pretty good. Um, I like it just kind of for nostalgia purposes. Amanda said earlier, we would eat there every year with our mom on our annual visit. Um, But now they have a really good um, churro funnel cake that is to die for.
0: Hungry Bear is actually one of the places that I have been to, so I can understand what you're talking about. Um, but that's great, and I, I think actually my family went there on more than one occasion uh, when I was when I was younger. We went to Disneyland, so um, yeah, I some of those Disney memories to have there too.
2: Kids with picky eaters, because it's just like burgers, fries. It's you know. Like theme park, if you're looking for like just more basic theme park food, Hungry Bears your go-to for sure.
0: There you go. I, yeah, absolutely agree. Um, well, I'm trying to think of mine going backwards from ten to one. I am probably going to start with an answer that's similar to Kara's, but over at Disney California Adventure, um, Smoke Jumpers Grill. Excellent. Uh, I went Solid. there for the first time in, what year was that? I think it was like 2015 or 2016. I forgot which trip I, I went there, but I was like pleasantly surprised. Um, you know, I came off of Soren, and we were looking for a place to lunch and we'll Smoke Junkers dr- Grill is right there. And I was expecting it to be a lot, especially based on the way it was designed and the menu options that were there. I expected it to be a lot like the Backlot Express at... Um, Hollywood Studios, which there were some similarities, but I remember it definitely exceeding my expectations. I also remember that I was really tempted to get a milkshake, I think they serve there, um, which looked amazing, but I also knew we were going to be going somewhere else later, which is on my list for sure, But so I did not get it, but if I were a local, I would absolutely be going there more. Um, but I don't even remember what I got when I went there, but I remember it being good. (laughs) I had an overall good impression of it. And I like the theming in there too. I also like airplanes. So that whole, like whole section of California adventure, um, I just kind of gravitate towards it, but I have to say smoke jumpers gruel is number 10 for me.
2: You're, you're a smart. Uh, good choice.
0: Oh, thank you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) um okay so should i go next
0: yeah go for it
2: so my number nine is a newly so it was this restaurant for a really long time and then they switched it over as part of pixar fest and then for food and wine and all the stuff but it's back to normal one of my favorites it's called paradise garden grill
0: Mm. it's
2: kind of like a hidden place. You wouldn't really know it was there unless honestly you're going a lot or whatever. But, um, and I feel like my complaint with any place I talk about is like, it's good, but it's overpriced. But I mean, that's like to be expected with Disney. Um, it's like kind of a Mediterranean vibe. So they have like a steak plate with like rice pilaf and cucumbers and pita bread. Um, they have euros and stuff like that. And to me, it's a good, like, Going as much as we go, you know, as as much as I would love to just eat burgers and corn dogs and hot dogs every single time we go, sometimes you're, like, and sometimes when it's hot outside, you don't really want something super heavy. And to me, that's, like, a perfect place to go for, like, a lot more than enough to split between two people if you're kind of, like, trying to eat a lot of different places. Um, yeah, and it's, like, it, you would never know it's there almost. It's, like, in the far, far back corner of California Adventure. Um Kind of by Goofy Sky School. Yeah. Uh, But that is just a solid, a solid place in my opinion.
0: I've never been there. I definitely have heard of it before. Um, But I'll have to add it to my list. That sounds really incredible. (laughs) Um, And like,
2: it's good for sharing. So if you're kind of like hopping around from place to place, like you're not going to eat it and feel like, oh my gosh, I can't eat anything else. Like you'd be able to move on to
0: something else. Fantastic. Well, that's good. Especially within Credit Coaster right there. Don't, nah. want, to feel, don't want to feel too full right uh, right before riding that. Um, or Goofy Sky School for that matter.
2: <laughs> if you even
0: go on it. Yeah, it's true. Actually, I don't think I have been on that one. Um, <laughs> but to be fair, I would do that before Primeval World because I cannot do spinning. Um, yeah. So I would absolutely choose Goofy Sky School over uh, Primeval World. But there are people that are totally argue with me about that uh, jenna what do you have uh, as your number nine
3: so number nine is based on one single food item alone but they are it is so good it deserves to make the list Perfect. and it is ralph brennan's jazz kitchen and also in downtown <laughs> disney for the beignets better awesome. than the park beignets 100 percent. there i said it but the ralph brennan's Kitchen beignets are the bomb. And for that alone, it deserves to make the list at number nine.
0: And that's at Downtown Disney, right?
3: Yep.
1: There's just, a just sit down and a
3: press window. <laughs> oh, I'm starting my way out and working my way into the park. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say so. Beignets for us at Ralph Brennan's were always like our go to. Like we were on our way out, we would walk past it and we would get beignets. I mean, I don't want to say that. You know, ever since we started our Instagram, we have been advocating for Ralph Run and Jazz Kitchen Beignets, and now every single time you walk past it, there's like a line out the door, which there used to never ever be one. I'm not saying we're the reason why, but that's take a credit for it. Interesting coincidence. That's all I'm gonna say.
0: I I think you should take credit for it. I'm sure. I mean, your your Instagram has over 40,000 followers now, so you you have some influence. <laughs>
2: We should, we should, Rob Brennan should be sending us free beignets. I
0: I think you should reach out to them and ask. There's no harm in doing so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Kara, what's your number nine?
1: So my number nine is the classic Disneyland corn dog. Um, You can get the corn dogs um, at the Little Red Wagon on Main Street, Stage Door Cafe in Frontierland, or Corn Dog Castle in California Adventure. I haven't had one in a while, but um nothing like a good old Disneyland corndog.
0: I feel like it's a rite of passage to do that at Disneyland and one I have not done. So uh-huh.
2: I would recommend stage door the little red wagon though. I feel like I yes. had one from Corn Dog Castle and it was like so so. So I would stick with one of those. And the beauty of the of the Red Wagon is it opens at like ten AM. So you <laughs> start your day off with a corndog.
0: That's very much like Pecos Bill and Frontierland. It is the quick service at Magic Kingdom that opens the earliest, so you can have your fajitas and burritos and tacos (laughs) at ten a.m. for breakfast. But I have I I have friends who, their family going down every year. That was their tradition at ten a.m. They go to Pecos Bill and get lunch at ten o'clock. So it's been gone
2: lunch when we go to breakfast. If we go to breakfast care we'll get lunch more often than not
0: (laughs) lunch is delicious i'm a breakfast person but lunch is is pretty fantastic um oh man what am i gonna jump to here let me go to all right i'm gonna jump to a classic um and it's funny when i went here for the first time um i didn't expect something to happen because and i'll tell you why Um, We have an equivalent of it in the Magic Kingdom. Um, So the number nine on my list is the Golden Horseshoe. And in Magic Kingdom, we have the Diamond Horseshoe, which is very similar, except when you go in there, you sit down and you eat, and that's it. And we went and we ate in Golden Horseshoe at lunchtime, and we sat down, and then a show started. And I honestly had no idea that there was going to be a show, And that made the experience so much better. And we were looking, to be honest, for some classic Disneyland chicken nuggets, um, which we love at Disney World, too. It's so typical, such typical theme park food. But I think it's the best chicken nuggets you can get. So I have no problem going out of my way. And we're usually there for multiple days for Disneyland. So this was lunch in one day. I'm like, we need to get our chicken nuggets we went to golden horseshoe because we saw it on the menu we went in and then i was thoroughly entertained and we sat on the balcony and we were able to look down at the show and it reminded me a little bit of the De do musical review but in a smaller version and i also love the history of the golden horseshoe we'll probably have to do a whole podcast episode on it because i know there's a lot of history to it but um yeah i thought it was appropriate to, to put on the list
2: like a solid choice
0: thank you yeah. Not bad for someone who's been ten times to Disneyland. <laughs> and not okay. in a few years at that. Okay. Um, yeah, go ahead, Amanda, what's your next one?
2: So number eight is kind of similar to my pick for number nine, but whatever. Um, so Bengal barbecue is a really good um, is a really good choice. there's they're known for like their skewers, so they have like chicken beef. You know, bacon-wrapped asparagus. Um, They have a few different kinds of things. They also have, like, a good, uh, like, a pork, uh, pulled pork sandwich that's really good. Again, my one complaint is it's kind of overpriced. But, I like, to me, bingo barbecue is perfect for when, like, I was in line for Indiana Jones literally on Saturday with my friend. And I was, like, we had had a huge lunch, and I was, like, I'm not starving, but, like, I need a little something before I leave. Like, I don't want to have to, you know, go to, like, a drive-thru or something. So I was, like, mobile-ordered some a pork belly skewer, picked it up, ate it, and that was that. And so, to me, Bengal barbecue is perfect for when you're just, like, it's a, when you're feeling peckish, when you're, like, I'm a little hungry, but I'm not starving, but I could use a little something. So Bengal barbecue is perfect for that.
0: It's funny how as as we're talking about this, I am just thinking about the Disney World equivalents, and that reminds <laughs> me of Flame Tree Barbecue at oh. Animal Kingdom. Um, not exactly the same, and honestly, you can really stuff yourself when it comes to Flame Tree Barbecue, but uh, a similar concept. And Adventureland, Animal Kingdom, you know, there's a little bit of an overlap there. Uh, so, um, but I have not been to Bengal Barbecue, so. Um, I'm going to have to check that out as well. I feel like there's plenty on my list I haven't explored. Um, But, uh, Jenna, what is next on your list?
3: So, next on my list, I'm finally in the park. I'm out of downtown Disney.
0: And we're going
3: going to California Adventure for one of its newer um, places to wine and dine, and that is Lamplight Lounge.
0: Ooh. Uh,
3: The cocktails are great the uh it is formerly the cove bar which has a huge following for its lobster nachos which you can still get um we were once told by a cast member that it is the most like ordered item in all of disney property wow (laughs) so they're very delicious very popular um it's cool because there's outdoor seating indoor seating upstairs seating downstairs seating it's it's a huge restaurant with tons to offer. Um, so Lamplight Lounge makes the list for me at number, what, eight?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Number eight. So, or, yeah, at eight. Losing town already. We're only three in. <laughs> awesome.
2: Covered, so I'll, and I started, so I'll, I'll kick us off.
0: <laughs> and it's another one, again, I, I have not been to. I need to add to my list. I feel like there's plenty at uh, in Florida I haven't been to, and I'm realizing that 90% of the ones we're talking about in Disneyland I have not been to. Um, but Kara has said one that I've been to before. Kara went to number seven. Number eight, sorry.
1: So I think this is the first sweet item on the list so far.
0: Uh, um, well, we did say beignets.
1: Oh, right, right, right. Um, but this is a newer item. It is the churro toffee. <sighs> um, it is toffee dipped in white chocolate. And then smothered in cinnamon sugar.
0: Wow!
1: So it tastes like a churro, and it is delicious. Um, I don't know where you, you can can you get it at any bakery. Trolley, no. trolley, treats in um, bing
3: bongs and Marcelines.
1: Yes, so only in California Adventure
3: and downtown Disney.
1: Okay, um, yeah, it's really good. It's good. It's also good to like take home. Like I, it's good for a couple days. So I just. Take it home and eat it the next day, you know? Um But yeah, that's my number eight.
0: I love it. Um well that's in a place I have not been to, so <laughs> and I've definitely not had the churro toffee, but that sounds incredible. Um Matt you're keeping score, right, right? Number seven?
2: Or do you wanna go? Uh this so that we just did number eight.
0: So. We did but you yeah.
2: haven't said your number eight.
3: Oh, that's I haven't right. Yeah, you're, you're,
0: you're totally right i just totally skipped mine because i'm like where do i go to next oh you know what? i'm <laughs> gonna stick with a, a sweet one um while we're on the subject of sweets i have a couple on here you know i think three of them are sweet items but i'm gonna go, go to one that i think is uh i guess the lowest on the list or highest number um and that's something that we do have almost the exact same thing in Walt well, Disney world That's your was a tradition for my family to always go every time we had a vacation there. We'd hop down to Disney Springs, but in your case, you have it at California Adventure, and that is Gear Deli.
1: Mm-hmm. That's um, on my list.
0: <laughs> and, oh, good! I, I think that's the first yeah. time we actually overlapped here. Uh-huh. Um, so again, it was I had such fond memories going to Florida with my family and going to Gear Deli. Surprisingly, we have none of it in New York. Um, I mean, we do, you can buy, obviously, Ghirardelli chocolate at, at stores, but we don't have the ice cream. And there's something really amazing about the ice cream there. And I was really happy that Disneyland got their Dellies as well. And um, I did go to the California Adventure location, got myself ice cream before World of Color, and it was the perfect pair between the two. Um, I think I actually did get a shake and that was where I was going with earlier. I knew eating at Smoke Grill that I was going to be going to Ghirardelli later so I saved it and I was very happy I did because it was the perfect way to watch World of Color enjoy a sweet treat um, and it, it reminded me of my, my Florida vacations too.
2: There's truly like nothing nothing like eating like an ice cream cone or like a Mickey bar like walking around Disney. It, there's just like something like i love seeing people like grown adult men with like an ice cream cone walking around disneyland it's just like there's nothing more pure than that nothing more pure
0: that is absolutely me to a t <laughs> and a souvenir bag in the in the other hands uh yeah. mickey, mickey barn one hand souvenir bag in the other um maybe mickey ears or a disney hat yeah. or something um yeah, yeah. Now we'll go to number seven, since I totally forgot that I'm in this too. So.
2: <laughs> so number seven is one that's already been mentioned, but smoke jumpers I think is a really good solid burger. They have good chicken strips. If you're looking for like sometimes that's such a comfort food for me. And sometimes you don't want anything to like you just want something basic and you're just like just some chicken fingers and waffle fries and let's call it a day yep Um, and those are really good like again good for splitting so jen and i will do that sometimes where it's literally like you get a burger i'll get the chicken strips and let's share um i haven't had like they have like a berry cobbler milkshake which that's still something that we've never tried they have a huge s'mores thing thing of s'mores we've still never tried that um But, yeah, it's just, like, overall, pretty good, solid, like, fast food, quick service place.
0: Nobody does good theme park food like Disney. If you go to any other theme park, and I have, it's not the same. It it really is. And the comfort food is – obviously, you know, Disney is expensive when it comes to food. But – I find that other theme parks truly are overpriced because what you're getting is not the quality you're paying for Disney. It is expensive, but I feel like there's quality there, even with something as simple as chicken fingers and fries. It's yeah. it always, they always deliver. Um, but awesome. Well, I'm glad like any, anytime I, I have an answer that the three of you have, I'm going to be happy because I feel like I have some um, credibility to my, my answers here when that happens. Um <laughs> But there's plenty. I'm like, yeah. I actually did know of Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen, but uh, I've, I've never been there. Um, Lamplight Lounge, I have not heard of. So, <laughs> Jenna, what's next on your list?
3: Next, I have one that I know for sure is going to be at least on Amanda's list, and it's Plaza Inn. I know that's going to be on Amanda's list. Plaza Inn is fun because they have character breakfast in the morning, so you can reserve that and have a lovely character breakfast. Then they transition to lunch and dinner, which is kind of your kind of home style food. It's like fried chicken and meatloaf. They also have like fish. Uh, they have, they do salads there where they like scoop the ingredients into a bowl and they like make the salad right there in front of you. So little known fact, you can't actually get salad at Disneyland. Um, <laughs> and it's pretty good. Um, So they also kind of will have seasonal things like when they had the Pixar fest going, they had like a Pixar cake there that was kind of unique. And maybe you found it in one or two other places in the park. Um, We don't go there a lot, but we do love the Plaza Inn fried chicken. I'll save it because I know Amanda's going to want to talk about it, Uh, but it's real good. So that's my number seven.
0: I actually have eaten there. And I almost put it on my list. I had others that came up before, but I have actually eaten there. So I feel like I, again, have have some credibility. Validated. (laughs) Um, I'm curious to see where it shows up in Amanda's list. Uh, Kara, what do you have for your number seven?
1: So my number seven is Rancho del Zocalo, or Zocalo, however you want to pronounce it. It's in Frontierland, and it's Mexican food. Um, So I ate there recently and was really surprised at how delicious my lunch was. (laughs) It was like carne asada and um, cheese enchiladas. So it was like sliced steak on top of like cheese enchiladas and Mm. beans and rice. And it was just delightful. I enjoyed it very much. (laughs) Um, And that's always kind of like, I always, kind of crave it for some reason I was like kind of want rancho and um I think it's just because it's just such great food like you said the quality of it is really good um at Disney so that's my number seven
3: and they had that frozen horchata that your husband was obsessed with
1: yes my husband said that was the best thing he's ever had at Disney they had a frozen horchata um drink and he said that was the best thing he ever had at Disney
0: Wow, Mm-hmm. High praise. high
1: praise.
0: That that is definitely high praise. <laughs> um, so, next one on my list is also in Disneyland, um, in Disneyland Park, and this is where it starts getting always tough for me. Is in the middle, like at the bottom of the list, top of the list, I got middle of the list is is always kind of a toss up, um, and I, I feel like this one could be higher. But I have next on my list the French Market Restaurants over in New Orleans Square. Um, Again, like when I went with my family, we typically went to the Hungry Bear Restaurants in Critter Country, but I think as um, my sister and I got less picky, I don't think we were ever really picky eaters, but I feel like as we got less picky and a little bit older, we started... My family sort of branching out a little bit more, and I was impressed with uh, French market restaurants. I first of all, I think what appealed to me about it was the ambiance of it. And I will say, as someone who is obviously more of a Florida local than a California local, I don't get New Orleans Square in Magic Kingdom, but love New Orleans Square. Um, it is even my my favorite style of resorts staying at Walt Disney World I love Port Orleans French Quarter and great it yeah yeah I feel like it's just a, from an ambience perspective a, a great place I, I remember sitting outside watching the Disneyland Railroad come into the New Orleans Square Station and, and leave from there and looking across at um, Tom Sugar Island and you have Pirates of the Caribbean off to your, to your right or left depending on where you're sitting and um, And I believe I had tried the corn chowder. It was not a hot day in L.A., so I think I tried the corn chowder. It was really good. Um, I think the pulled pork sandwich as well. And I just remember the food even being from, uh, you know, when you talk about theme park food and quick service food, you don't always expect the quality to be that great, but I felt that it was pretty good food. Um, I remember really enjoying the flavors, so can't be too specific because it was a couple of years ago now that's uh the last time i ate there but i just remember being impressed with it and had to put it on my list
2: it's not always a go-to but when we do go it's good so solid solid choice again
0: thank you <laughs>
2: okay so number six is in dca um and it's pacific wharf so pacific wharf you can get soup in a bread bowl um, so you can get like they ha- I think their standard is always like like a is there a clam chowder there? I don't even know. It's like broccoli and cheddar soup and like a clam chowder and then they always have some kind of good seasonal, like there's this one that Kara really likes. It's called bacon cheddar ale. They'll have like a fully loaded soup. And so obviously soup in a bread bowl is not necessarily something you can get totally year round, but when you can get it, it's just so delightful. But they also do have salads in their bread bowls. Um, if you want to feel like you're, you know, I'm going to eat this huge thing of bread, but I'm eating the salad with it. So, it's <laughs> bad. Um, yeah, so they have like a Chinese chicken salad. That's good. And then kind of like a, like almost like a Waldorf type salad. That's pretty good. And they also have, um, it's not listed on the menu, but a secret menu item is you can get mac and cheese in a bread bowl.
0: Oh, Um, that's awesome.
2: Yeah. So that's, that's pretty, um, low on the radar. So that's always a good solid choice. And then they'll have good, um, like bread puddings, like seasonal bread pudding. There was one that was like a cookies and cream that was really good. So, um, again, that's like a default for Jenna and I, like if we can't, if there's something like when in doubt, just get something in a bread bowl. (laughs)
0: It's a good, good rule of thumb. Um, I do have this on my list as well. Cause I have eaten there and it's pretty darn good.
2: Okay. Now I feel, now I feel validated. You're you're
0: (laughs) the local. (laughs) I've been there like once and I'm sure you've been there more than that. So, um, Jenna, what do you have on your list next?
3: So next I am doing the other restaurant that's in new Orleans square cafe Orleans. Mm -hmm. They are famous for their Monte Cristo, although that's a little too much for my tummy. Um, but I'm a big fan of the pommes frites. That is, as Kara just so lovingly gestured, chef's kiss. So good. <laughs> Delicious. Um, they, are, they are something that we have done this before. We have made a reservation at Cafe Orleans with the intention of getting only pommes frites. Because they're so good. Wow. They are garlicky french fries served with this aioli on the side their magic Um, and just cafe Orleans, the restaurant itself, the outdoor seating is great. You kind of same with French market. You sit along um, the rivers of America. So you get to, you know, people watch. It is a nice um, sit down kind of uh, break from your day. If you, if you're so, if you're go, go, go all around the parks, it is nice to have, you know, an hour to sit down and actually have a meal. Cafe Orleans is a nice place to do it. Um, Kind of, Cajun-y, New Orleans-y style food again, um, but the number one must-get is
0: the palm tree. Add it to my list. Yes, <laughs> must. Must is
3: getting pretty long.
0: Is it tough to get a reservation there?
3: No, you can get them same day. Oh, I mean, that's great. We usually, we usually check um, if we get in the mood for something. We'll look kind of a couple days beforehand and... You know, because we are just getting french fries, it doesn't really matter when the reservation is. It could be four fifteen.
2: True. um, Which is kind of early too early for lunch. Or too
3: late for lunch, too early
2: for dinner. Like the day of and be like, I'm gonna get the like if it was like maybe during the week, you'd probably be safer if it's on the weekend, I would maybe look a little bit ahead of time. But
0: yeah. Generally I'll I'll make reservations in advance, especially if I really want to eat there. So um yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't even expect to, to go into a Disney park and get same-day reservations. It's hard to get. Um,
3: possible. At, at Disneyland Disney and California Adventure, it's possible, not it, like Disney.
0: It is, well, it is possible at Disney World, too. It just depends on where you want to eat. And I've, I have gotten, for instance, the first time I ate at Skipper Canteen was at a spurt-the-moment decision. It was lunchtime, and we're like, you know what? We haven't eaten here before. Looked on the app, and it could have gotten... I think it was like 6.30 or 7.30, and they're decent times. It definitely happens at Disney World too, but you're not going to get Be Our Guest last minute or Ohana. or, Actually, that's not even true. I did get Ohana night before for the next day breakfast too, so it's it's possible. You can definitely get, uh, even in Florida where there's a ton of people visiting, you can still get the same-day reservations. Kara, um, what do you have next on your list?
1: Okay, so next up for me is one you already mentioned, Matt, um, Ghirardelli. Hmm. Um, I had this kick maybe a year or two ago where like just a scoop of f- French vanilla with, you know, at the time, I don't think they do it anymore, but free, they have free toppings. Um, well like peanuts, sprinkles, and the, the most delicious What I forget what it was like, sugar, salt, sea salt, sugar, sea salt, sugar. And it just added the perfect crunch and sweetness and salty. Oh, it was so good. I would, like, crave that.
0: That sounds amazing. Um, yeah. I have not had that before, but uh, that does sound really good.
3: hmm
0: <coughs> Excuse me. So I'm going to jump to, actually, the next one on my list was one that Amanda just said, which was the Pacific Wharf Cafe. Um, so it's the same on my list, too. And I would have never thought to even go there, but my cousins who live in they grew up in new york so they were walt disney world locals but became southwest transports um transplants i should say so they became disneyland locals and i think on the second trip i went to go visit them and every time i go to visit them we go to disneyland um second trip i went to visit them my cousin said you need to go to pacific wharf to get the bread bowls and they're like, you know, the, the bread is freshly made here and it's just like delicious. And they were totally right. I had to get the broccoli cheddar. It was amazing. But now that I know that they have mac and cheese, I have an incentive to go back and try something different off their secret menu. I'm very disappointed. They didn't know about it because I definitely would have gotten that.
2: So, <laughs> yeah.
0: um, well, I think we're halfway through, so let's get down to our, our top five. Amanda, what's your number five?
2: has mentioned already but this is at uh, dca and it is uh lamplight lounge
0: mm-hmm.
2: um just really good ambiance there like good cocktails like if you sit on the lower like the way that they've renovated it is really great you kind of like sit on that lower level you're right by the water you hear in credit coaster go by um and my favorite thing there's yeah probably so you can get lobster nachos but you can get like surf and turf. so you get lobster and like tri-tip and those are so good. So, um, yeah, it's just like a solid... I, You know, I think we when you get older going to Disneyland, you need more breaks if you're going to be there all day, kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, perfect place to just post up, have a cocktail, eat some food, and just chill out.
0: Yeah, can't underestimate those breaks. Um, I will tell all of you that if you do need a break next time you go to Animal Kingdom, I have... I'm not the person to discover this. It has long been discovered before me, but I'm a huge fan of it now, and that's Nomad Lounge. Oh. A hundred percent. Like, right. I, I'm a diehard Satouli fan, or Satouli Canteen fan, Um, for quick service. I, it is the best quick service I've had at Disney, period. Um, But Nomad Lounge felt like an escape from the park. So it was... um. And it's you don't, they don't take reservations ahead of time. So, um, but it is uh, counter service. Not, I'm sorry, not counter service. It is full service. Um, so we walked up, and it's it's almost like trying to go to like Trader Sam's or something. You just find a seat, and as soon as you find a seat, you have a server come over, and it was and it was a day. I will say not to go too much off on a tangent, but we had done the 5K earlier that morning having gotten up at like three 30 in the morning. And this was now at five 30 PM after going to do the five K that early and then coming back and showering and having breakfast and then going straight to animal kingdom. So we needed that moment to just like sit back and breathe. And it did that for us. And it's for the summer, especially um, at animal kingdom has great air conditioning. It's shaded. It's just fantastic. Um,
2: Also just one, one thing to note for, um, lamplight lounge so you can make reservations for it, but it's pretty, it's kind of like a well-known secret-ish. If you just, usually sometimes there'll be a line outside of it, but if you just kind of go inside, go to the hostess and say you want to put your name down, they'll text you. You know, you tell them how many people, they'll, they say, we'll text you when your table's ready. You'll probably get a text within 10 minutes saying that your table's ready. Oh, so great. you can make a reservation, but there's also, it's some that doesn't always work. I've been once where they were like, we're not doing that. And I was like, oh, okay. But then Jenna went <laughs> for her. So I just, I just try it out. Why not?
0: <laughs> yeah. It could be, it could be hit or miss. Yeah. Um, perfect. Jenna, what do you have next?
3: Next I have Tropical Hideaway. Uh, new addition to Adventureland. With Rosita? Uh, yes. <laughs> Uh, as well as new Dole Whip flavors. They brought us orange and raspberry, which are both delicious. Um, they brought the bao, the veggie bao, the beef bao, and the chicken bao. Those are all pretty good. Um, they also have the loaded Dole Whip, which is like a swirl Dole Whip that you can get with, like, fruit and a, a few other little adornments on it. Uh, not my favorite. I liked just the regular Dole Whip anyway. Um Another amazing thing that you can get on your Dole Whip is candied bacon. Sounds like it wouldn't work, but it totally works. My favorite is the pineapple raspberry swirl with candied bacon. Wow. Yeah. That is, uh, it's pretty banging. (laughs) Um, We actually, our funny story for Disneyland foodies is um, one rainy morning when Kara was visiting we did not want to be in the rain, so we immediately went to do the Enchanted Tiki Room, and then immediately when the Tiki Room is over, it kind of now funnels you out into the tropical hideaway queue. So we were like, Dole Whip? It was like it was like 8.20 a.m. <laughs> so we walk in, and you know, we order our Dole Whip, and the girl hands us a button, and we said, what's this? And she said, you guys ordered the first Dole Whip of the day. So of all the whole population of Disneyland, we ordered the first Olaf of the day. We were so proud and so excited. Um, but Tropical Hideaway is the same thing, a great little kind of resting spot. The Jungle Cruise boats go by. Rosita is there. Um, and it is fun and delicious. Highly recommend.
2: It feels like something at Disney World. Like, it feels like something you would find. And it's the vibe is really cool. It opens up Adventureland so much. It's, they did a really good job with that. I think everyone's very happy with what they did there.
0: That's terrific. Um, I, I definitely have to check it out. I've been excited since they opened it. I saw your post about it, and it looks amazing. So I will definitely be there um, as soon as I go back. Uh, so, yeah, but that, that's awesome to have the first dull Whip of the day. Um, I don't think I've ever had the first of anything At Disney. I might have been first in line for something, but that's probably it. Obviously when I worked with safaris, I'd be, I could have been the first safari of the day, but it's different working there. So, um, but great answer. Uh, Kara, what's on your list at number five?
1: So next on my list is right next door to tropical hideaway and it's Jolly Holiday. Um, they have good little treats. there, a good bakery. Um, But I think they're known for their Jolly Holiday Special, I think it's called, and it's grilled cheese and tomato soup. So it's the perfect rainy day um, lunch there.
0: That's perfect. I've never been there. I've passed it a million, not a million times. I've passed it a dozen times. (laughs) Um, I've always wanted to eat there, though. Um, It just seems like a a quaint little place to eat. It's the equivalent for us of the Crystal Palace at Magic Mm -hmm.
1: Kingdom,
0: um, which I really enjoy at Magic Kingdom. Um, so the next one on my list is part of an experience that I had when I went to California Adventure in 2011, I believe is when I had that, this particular trip. Um, so again, this is kind of going back, it was 2012, that's what it was, this is kind of going back seven years now, so my memory is fading about it a little bit, but it was, My first time going to DCA when World of Color was around, and I had high expectations for World of Color. It was a show I did not look at videos ahead of time or know anything about. I tried to keep it truly pure, and to make it extra special, we did a dining package, and I ate at the Wine Country Trattoria um, at DCA, and... Of course, it was the um, like the three course meal uh, that's part of the dining package. I don't remember what I had for an appetizer. I don't think I remember the dessert, but I do remember for the um, dinner I had a. Uh, and I looked at this recently. It says there's chicken parm on the menu. It was not a chicken parmesan. I'm pretty sure it was a chicken frances at the time back then. But it was. I remember being. I remember it was very good, and especially being an Italian restaurant. Um, typically in New York we have some pretty outstanding Italian restaurants I have to say and DCA's One Country Trattoria menu did justice for Italian restaurants I thought it was really good um, and then just to, to cap it off with seeing World of Color in the very front for the first time made it an even better experience for me so it heightened the, the food the flavor of the food a little bit um, by giving me that experience
2: we went there for Kara's 21st birthday, oh,
0: yeah. which
3: was in 2012.
0: No yeah. way. What month yeah. was this? It was just in June, exposing
1: right? my age here. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, it, we, oh, no. I re- so Genesis we went, June. June. Okay, June 22nd, June 22nd, which was like one week after Carsland Land opened yeah. and we were waiting in line. I'll never forget. We were waiting in line for Radio Springs Racers and we knew we were in for like a two hour wait and we looked at each other and we were just like, should we not? <laughs> <laughs> Cause, Cause we knew, Kara we just wasn't going safe. anywhere. So we ditched the line and did other things, but yep. We ate and we had the exact same world of color dining package at the exact same time back, back
2: then for sure. So a side note about uh wine country Tutoria, I forget what it's called, but there's like a little terrace. It's called, it's called
3: the alfresco terrace. Yes.
0: I've seen it. It looks yeah, really cool. So cool.
2: It's, it's a little small. So again, it's kind of like nomad lounge or like Trader Sam's where if there's a spot for you, there's a spot for you. Otherwise you kind of have to wait, but they have good little snacks. Like they have good meatballs and cocktails and stuff. So, and you get like a really good view of guardians and all that kind of stuff. So uh, again, a nice little quiet spot to escape.
0: I will have to check that out. Um, so many places. I'm going to have to spend three weeks. <laughs> in Disneyland just going that's around from place to place you
2: about World we're like let's take a month off and <laughs> go
0: to oh, you barely I, someone reminded me on a on a call um, just last week of a place I had not heard the name of in so long because it had just gotten kind of forgotten and pushed down with um, all the Instagrammers talking about all the new stuff at Disney Park and there's this one place um, that's at a resort and I'm like wow I haven't heard that name in five years but uh yeah there's just so much to explore everywhere um anyway amanda what do you have next on your list
2: all right number four is um a place another hidden gem uh it's at the Grand californian it's called whitewater snacks
0: Ooh, interesting
2: it, yeah it's there kind of like the grain californian kind of like pool quick service have like an outdoor area and it's gonna be really nice but um, they used to have this thing called a carnitas burger that was so good. Um, but they got rid of that, but they do have good, like solid, like nachos. They have like a hot dog of the month. So this month it's like three mini hot dogs with all these like different kinds of, um, like sauces and toppings. They have uh pokey, they have, um, burgers, they have pizzas that are supposed to be really good. Um, So it's just kind of like, again, another like little quiet, they have like mini corn dogs and they have a good breakfast too. They have um, biscuit, French toast and avocado toast and all these different things. So it's a, it's another good place. That's kind of like, if it's a crowded day, it could be beyond crowded at the parks. Whitewater snacks will have no line, like no matter what. So another saw and, and the food is good too, which makes it even better.
0: That does make it better. (laughs) Have no line and the food lives up to the no line is one thing, but for it to yeah. be a hidden gem is a totally different story. Yeah. Um, but great, yeah. I hadn't even, um, I thought you were gonna say like Napa Rose or something when you mentioned Grand Californian, so <laughs> yeah, Whitewater Cafe through Whitewater Snacks rather threw me for a loop. Um, yeah. Jenna, what do you have for number four?
3: My number four, uh, is the same as Kara's number five, Jolly Holiday. Um, just to add, in addition to what Kara has already said that uh, I like that the menu is seasonal, so they'll change it up a lot. Um, but they always have the jolly holiday combo. They always have yummy baked treats and stuff like that. And I love the Mary Poppins theming. And I love that you sit on main street because main street is my favorite area of Disneyland and it's right on main street. That's the other thing I love about it.
0: Yeah, that does make it really nice. That's one of the things I liked about the, uh, Plaza as well. Um, being on sort of this little corner in Main Street, you could feel like you're really in Marceline or some old-timey town from the turn of the century. Kara, uh, what do you have next on your list?
1: So next on my list, um, Jen and I are flip-flopping, I think, um, Tropical Hideaway. Um, I love that it's open when the park is open. So... For me, like sometimes I just want a little treat right when I start my day at Disney and um, I don't want to wait, you know, f- I don't want to go to Starbucks or um, and I don't want to wait for other quick services to open. So I just get my little beef bow for- at 8 a.m. <laughs> <Yeah>, breakfast bow, <laughs> And I'm good to go.
0: Terrific. Um so yeah, another reason I'm gonna have to check it out. And I do like how you two kind of switch to tropical holiday and uh, sorry tropical hideaway and jolly tropical holiday.
2: holiday.
3: <laughs> um,
0: very similar similar words, and I read it next to each other. Um, so for me, I'm gonna jump to for number four. Another sweet place, and I'm realizing now I have uh, for my last four two sweet places and two savory places. Um, So number four is kind of a classic, and it's the ice cream parlor on Main Street.
3: Gibson Girl.
0: Gibson Girl, yes. Um, I feel like this is sort of a, we, we talked about earlier, nothing like having, you know, like walking around with like a Mickey premium bar. I feel like this is something else that is very... Disneyland, very classic. I could almost picture Walt himself walking around with ice cream on Main Street or sitting down on the corner eating ice cream on Main Street, USA. Um, and I mean, at the end of the day, it's ice cream. I would say, argue that as far as quality of ice cream, Gear Deli is probably better. But the fact that you're eating ice cream on Main Street, um, where Walt walked and where Walt stood and sat um, and especially if you add fireworks to the mix makes it even better so not much to add as far as the ice cream it's ice cream but it's Disney um, and it's just very classic so it had to it had to be on my list
2: they have a secret another secret menu item they have there is they have a birthday cake flavor ice cream
0: oh we have to try that
2: yeah
1: that might just be for Mickey's 90th that's kind of what I
0: think, too. I don't yeah. think it's permanent. That's not going to be around forever, Amanda. <laughs> yeah. <Ooh. laughs>
2: Enjoy really it good. now. Yeah. Um, okay, my number three, my number one favorite food at Disneyland. If someone was like, I can only have I only have time to eat one thing at Disneyland, I would tell them to get this, and it is the Plaza and fried chicken. It's the best fried chicken I've ever had. I think I've told this story before, but My friend, I went to a restaurant a few months ago, and she's like, this place has really good fried chicken. It's like Jay-Z's favorite fried chicken, blah, 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 blah. And I tried it, and I was like, not as good as Disneyland's fried chicken. (laughs) Um, Again, it's one of those, it's on Main Street. I mean, fried chicken, biscuit, mashed potatoes.
0: What else do you need? (laughs) Sounds like Jay-Z needs to go somewhere else. Yeah, very true. (laughs) Um, that's awesome. I, I, have not had the fried chicken there, so I have reason to go back and, and try it out. Um, cool. Jenna, what's your number three?
3: So I think this is the final restaurant on main street, which we have not covered yet. And that <laughs> means my number three is carnation cafe.
0: Very good. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, this one is good. Again, be- similar to Plaza Inn, it also has breakfast, although it's not a character breakfast, but they have really yummy breakfast, and they have yummy, yummy, <laughs> yummy lunches and dinners. Um, another thing that they have um, in the part or at that location are again milkshakes, and they also have malts. They have a cherry shake, which was Walt's favorite. They also serve like Walt's chili and Walt's chicken fried chicken. So they are, and you know Walt is on the walls. So there's lots of. Um, Callbacks to him being in the park Which makes me love it even more Um, But Carnation Cafe Especially, my favorite thing to order There for lunch or dinner Is the sourdough Bacon cheese melt So this started The origin of this Sandwich is a few Halloweens ago, it was on the Menu as a pepper jacked Skellington burger, and I was like Ooh, I want to try that So I went to Disneyland, right? Totally ties in with the Disney characters. Good, nice little punny. Love it. So I went to Disneyland by myself because I really wanted this burger. And I actually do think it was kind of a Disneyland foodies mission. Uh, But I went and had it and remember it being phenomenal. So then I think I went separately with Amanda. Then I think I went separately with Kara. I, like, spread the word about this burger. And then come to find that like two years later we go and we're looking at the menu again. And I'm like, that's the pepper Jack's Killington burger. They just gave it a new name. <laughs> um, so if seasonal stuff is delicious enough and, and like a fan favorite enough, you know, it can find permanent life in the park. And I'm really glad that that one did. It's so good. It's like on toasted <laughs> sourdough and it's a burger. Kara's nodding her head. Cause I know she likes this one too. And it's got like bacon and pepper Jack cheese yeah. and mm, it's good.
0: Now I feel ashamed to have not been to Carnation Cafe.
3: <laughs> oh, make it a priority for sure.
0: I have so many items on this list I can't even imagine, but I will put it at the top of the list for sure. <laughs> uh, well, maybe not
3: the top. It is only my number three.
0: Okay. All right. Fair enough. Well, if I've if I've been to your number two, number one, we'll see. Uh, I might have to add this to my number one for places to go. Kara, uh, what do you have for number three?
1: So my number three is the same as Amanda's. It's Plaza Inn um the fried chicken is just delicious because you know fried chicken is not something you have very often right so it's nice to have a little treat it's on main street you get to watch the parade go by sometimes if you're if you time it just right so split yeah a great dish to split um Plaza Inn is a solid choice
0: yeah, I think so. All three of you said it, and it was almost on my list. So I think that makes it a the only one that we all agreed on. Technically, is Plaza and Restaurant.
2: That's just how many restaurants they have at this, at this damn theme park?
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> my um, number three is going to be quick because it's for one reason, um, and that is going back. I'm realizing actually I have a, a soft spot for for uh, New Orleans Square. Um, it's the mint julep bar. And that one reason is for the Mickey beignets. The only other place I was really happy that they did bring them to Orlando because you can now get them at the, um, scat cat club. I couldn't remember the name scat cat club at the French quarter, um, Port Orleans French quarter. And in fact, you can also get there boozy beignets
3: and so. you can get them as Sunday. That Which was like a priority here. Yeah. Why don't we have that?
2: <laughs> I mean, you could just go to Gibson girl and then get beignets from mint julep bar and make your own Sunday.
0: Maybe yeah. we should try that process,
3: man.
2: i should we try that?
3: <laughs> um, yeah. Meet in the middle.
0: I think yeah. it's worth trying. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah. So, so now we're getting up to the runner up. Number two.
2: All right. My number two is Carnation Cafe. Um, I mean, it's on Main Street. It has all Walt's favorites. And the fried pickles are excellent. Um, Yeah. And it's good because they have breakfast. They have dinner. It's just a solid place.
0: It definitely sounds like it. And I love the history with Walt. Mm -hmm. So good reason to go. And it's Jenna's favorite character. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Character
3: <laughs> dining for me.
0: There you go. On <laughs> um, Jenner, what's your runner-up?
3: My runner-up. I have a feeling this this is going to be a popular one in the in the remaining numbers between my but especially for Amanda. I number two is Tangaroa Terrace. It is the newly renovated restaurant. Well, actually, it's always been Tangaroa Terrace, but it's newly renovated. Used to be kind of a quick service. Location that was really only frequented by people that were staying at the hotel, but they have changed it up 100%. They made the patio super inviting. It's right along the pool of the Disneyland Hotel. So it has these really cool tiki torches and it has these like high top and low top tables. It has this like tropical feel. Um, again, they've got breakfast and lunch and dinner. You can also get Dole Whip there outside of the park. Dole Whip with um, rum. Too. What's that? You can get Dole Whip with rum, which we've That's never tried. True. Yep. You can get Dole Whip with rum. We have not done that yet.
0: That sounds really good.
3: Yes, it does. But, but that, even though it's on the list, that has not been ordered yet. But they have a really good burger. They they have you know nachos. They've got salad. They have a really good variety, and everything kind of has has a tropical twist. Um, so that one is real good real real
0: good good vibe good food cool number two love it Kara, what's your number two
1: my number two is also tangaroa terrace <laughs> slash Tr- trader sam's um if you can get a spot inside trader sam's which is hard to get um that's that's good too they serve food in trader sam's as well the same menu um but i like it for the cocktails um I my favorite cocktail is a secret menu item and it's called Ginger Snaps. Ginger's Paradise. Ginger's Paradise. I always get it wrong. Um it is Pear uh, Pear vodka. Yeah. I don't even remember the yeah.
2: It's like pear vodka, lo-
1: um like some
2: liqueur, like bitters, like it's and like, like a very simple. It's
3: very yeah. classy.
2: It's in a martini
1: yeah. glass. Yeah, it's in a martini glass, so you feel very like Ooh, very classy. Yeah. it. Um, yeah, and it's always fun. You know, when they uh, they have it at um, the Polynesian at uh, Disney World, Trader Sam. Mm-hmm. So you know when a, someone orders a fun drink, a certain drink, they all go crazy I and all Trader the lights Sam's. go off. Yeah. So um, it's a good it's a good vibe in there.
0: Awesome. Um, well, I'll have to add Tangaroo Terrace to my list as well. Um, but this brings us to our number one spot. Um,
2: You're number two. Oh,
0: that's right. I keep skipping myself because I'm like, <laughs> I just don't trust my own answers. Um, <laughs> we're just jumping ahead. I'm, I really want to hear your number one. So my number two with was Karthay Car- uh, Circle. Okay. Um, so I went here... Once I went here in, I think it was 2015, um, if my memory serves me correctly. But it was for a birthday dinner, a 30th birthday, and um, my cousin's 30th birthday. And I remember um, really enjoying the ambiance. We sat um, upstairs, and it didn't even feel like we were in a theme park, which was uh, really cool. Um, I also love the history of the Carthay Circle Theater, and it felt, although it's not the real theater, it kind of felt, uh, you know, I felt like some connection to, to Walt being there, and especially with the premiere of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and I'll also say the food was fantastic. I remember having a filet mignon and not being disappointed. Um, I think the only thing I would want to do next time is try more food, and also, I know they have a, I forgot the, the name of it, but you can go there and without a reservation, the, the, the lounge, the lounge, yes. Um, so I feel like that's some place I'd want to try as well. But that was the number two on my list.
2: Yeah, Carthus Circle is a very similar vibe to like Steakhouse Fifty Five. It's just like one's in the park and one's like not in the park. Yeah, um, it's cool. They also added some outdoor seating to the lounge downstairs, so you don't need to. It does like it's a pretty popular spot, so it can end up getting a long line. But if you get there early enough, um, you know it shouldn't be a problem. But yeah. Either indoor or outdoor, or you can't go wrong. That's a good—the the lounge is a good—I like how it's like we're all, you know, late 20s, 30s. We're like, I really like this place because you can sit down and it's quiet. <laughs> <laughs> you can order an alcoholic beverage.
3: <laughs> the foodies love a lounge. I mean, have you noticed how many yeah. lounges we've put on our list? Yeah, yeah,
0: I'm I'm a fan, too. Yeah. Um. Now we can go to our number one, and I'll say that— if you do have any like honorable mentions, feel free to, to sprinkle them in um, okay. as you approach I, your number one answer.
2: I have quite a few. So Tropical Hideaway was an honorable mention for me. The orange Dole Whip is like eating like an orange push-pop, like the Flintstones push-pop. It's so good. Um, Cafe Orleans for the pom frites. Hungry Bear, um, River Terrace has this cookie better. Cookie butter monkey bread that is so good, but it's seasonal, so TBD on that. Corn dogs, boardwalk pizza, and pasta and DCA, because they have they always have the good like seasonal pizza. Like if there's some kind of special pizza, it's always there. It's usually pretty good. Flows, award wieners, Jolly Holiday. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: you have a lot of honorable mentions. So
2: just The rest of the, <laughs> rest of the restaurant. All the one, no. um, and then I will say, but uh, this will be like kind of my last note on it. I, th- I think Blue Bayou is like a really huge um, dining experience that everyone tries to get. But like in all honesty, I mean, there is that novelty of being right by pirates and being able to watch the boats go by. And that's great. But like in terms of like food, like if you are looking for like good food, you're better off at like Steakhouse 55 or Carthage circle in my opinion, but, um, I think my number one choice isn't going to come as a huge surprise to Jenna or Kara, but my number one is Tangaro Terra slash Trader Sam. <laughs> um, ever since we've always really liked it. Like we started going there a few years ago and like more and more, we've just like really grown very fond of it. It's just like, I mean, who doesn't want to go and sit out there on like a summer night and drink or, and just kind of hang out. But my favorite thing there is the poo-poo platter. <laughs> they have these amazing wings that are just so good. And then they have um, these like panko crusted long beans that are delicious. This aioli that Kara's husband, again, is like obsessed with. He would like, w- I'm like, should we like, try to bring some home for him? Like he just loves it. But just, yeah, everything, the vibe is fun and. Just, like, the skippers that work there, like, we start, like, recognizing them now and are, like, on a friendly, like, you know, first name basis with a lot of them now. So uh, it's just a fun, like, little community vibe, good food, the best.
0: Awesome. Well, all three of you said it. I haven't been there, but I'll definitely have to go. So add it to my list. Jenna, what do you have for either a couple so, of runners up or ten runners up, and your number one? <laughs> <laughs> my, my
3: my list of runners up, there is one. So little red Ra- little red wagon for the corn dogs. Uh, if you're getting your first Disneyland corn dog, I would go there.
0: Noted. The best,
3: the best. Um, Pacific Wharf is an honorable mention. Flows is an honorable mention, and Whitewater Snacks is an honorable mention. So all all things that were already named. Um, and my number one is also a restaurant that has already been named. I didn't slash them. So that's why Trader Sam's is my number one. Oh, okay. I said Tangaroa Terrace was one thing. Trader Sam's is a separate thing. Um, the inside is so fun. We will head there. We know it opens at 1130. We will plan our day around leaving wherever we are at 1115 so we can be in line. So we can get a seat right away. And just have time in there with a cocktail, with the fun crowd, with the enchanted magic that happens whenever somebody orders specific drinks. Um, I wish it were bigger, but also I don't because it makes it so special for it to be such a exclusive feeling, um, small, intimate place. Um, Like Amanda was saying, we've gotten to know some of the bartenders. They're super friendly. Um, and, you know, and we were able to discover Kara's favorite drink because we said, can you make us something that's not on the menu? And they're, you know, and they're very open to doing that. They'll tell you about the secret menu items and you can order food and they'll bring it to you. And it's just, you can't beat it. A couple hours in there and you're ready to go totally refreshed for more park, um, which is just another reason to love Trader Sam's. So that's my number one.
0: I love it. It's uh, the Polynesian resorts And Not going to lie, we have definitely skipped Happily Ever After to try to grab a seat at Trader Sam's (laughs) without having to wait. I've seen my fair share of Happily Ever After, and sometimes it's worth it to get that spot at Trader Sam's. Um,
2: Is that like a hop in place? Like Oh, it's it's,
0: Uh it can be tough to to get a spot there for sure. It's the type of place, I don't know how it works at uh, Disneyland, but at the Polynesian, if it is busy enough... Um, like at the beginning of the night, they'll, you kind of just go and you find a seat or two. Maybe there's like an empty seat and then a couple, people will huddle around it when you're party. And it gets to a point where there might be like one party waiting to find a seat. But once there's like one party that's standing and waiting, they start handing out pagers and it could be depending on the time of night and the time of year, uh, like an hour wait to get in. Ooh. And that's not even a guaranteed seating. That's just to get in to then find a seat. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've sat at the the bar. I've sat at a table. I've sat at the community table. It's it's just a ton of fun, no matter where you sit. Kara, um, what do you have on your list for the runners up? And if you have any, and then you're number one.
1: So I don't have any honorable mentions, rather future favorites. Places I haven't (laughs) tried yet, but I know will be my favorite. Um, So Black Tap in downtown Disney. I need to try. I'm the burger queen, and I need to try a burger there, and I need a milkshake, stat, and fried pickles. Um, And then also um, at the Disneyland Hotel, um, Steakhouse 55, they do an afternoon tea which I would love to try someday. Um, but as far as my number one favorite place to eat in Disneyland, it has to be Carnation Cafe. Um, we talked about our love of Walt, and there's just nothing like being downtown or Main Street with, you know, a milkshake and meatloaf. What, you know, eating Walt's favorite foods, just as well intended. So that's my favorite place to eat.
0: Clearly another place I need to go. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm hoping I'm hoping that anyone who hasn't been to Disneyland before who's listening is going to check that out as well. For me, I have no runners-up, because like I said, I had a very short list. I have, like Car though, some future places that are now on my list of places I know I'm going to love and enjoy. I, for my number one... Based on what Amanda said, I probably should go back and try it again. But my number one is actually Blue Bayou. <laughs> um, for me, it is the nostalgia because I did eat there when I was a kid, and I don't remember the food being outstanding. But I do love the ambiance of the Blue Bayou. Um, it is like you said, Amanda, like right on Pirates of the Caribbean. I used to. Lo- I remember the first time going on the Pirates of the Caribbean in Disneyland and saying I want to eat there because I want to look at all the boats going by and, and then we did and we did get a table right on the water and got to watch the the boats go by and have the uh creepy banjo music in the background but it was um yeah although like I said like the food I the, the food doesn't really stick out in my mind so maybe I didn't um you know I know I didn't dislike the food but I also probably must have not loved the food, but it was also a very long time ago. But for me, I feel like it's just such a, um, like, a nostalgic place. And I feel like everybody just kind of knows Blue Bayou. Even those of us on the East Coast know of Blue Bayou and want to eat there simply for the ambiance.
2: It's, it's truly, like, you can't get that at any other. Like, it's the novelty of it, which, like, yes. I've, everyone should absolutely go experiencing. I'm not saying, like, don't go. It's, like, not a good place. But it's just, like... It's, yeah, it's definitely, like, you can't get that anywhere else in any of the parks, pretty much.
1: And I would suggest maybe doing Blue Bayou as a dining package for Fantasmic, so that way you get to try Blue Bayou, and maybe if you're not all that impressed with it, at least you get, you know... um, Fantasmic
0: out of it. (laughs) You get
1: Fantasmic out of it, yeah.
0: That's a good idea. Well, I think if anyone does have any questions about the places they should eat or should not eat at Disneyland, they'll have to reach out to you directly um to get that advice um speaking of which so first of all thank you for coming out to the show and second of all for those who do want to find disneyland foodies i think it's fairly obvious like your name but where what in, what social media uh, channels are you on like where can people go to find disneyland foodies
2: so instagram is the main one you can find us there um you can also like us on facebook um, Twitter is something that we haven't really gotten into. Um, so we're not there, but just Facebook and Instagram are like
1: the main places. So,
0: well, everybody be sure to check them out. I'll of course put the, the show, the, the links in the show notes as well. So, uh, you can check them out in the show notes below, but, uh, Amanda, Jenna, Kara, thank you so much for being guests on the show, spending an hour and a half talking about Disneyland food <laughs> um Oops. because i clearly could not have done this by myself so really appreciate your knowledge and insight about where to eat at disneyland
3: thank you, you for, for having us to talk about so thank you for having us
0: yeah i have so I many places now
2: uh, i can't believe it was only an hour and a half that's like short
0: well, <laughs> i know we could have gone like two hours three hours like okay. i said some of these can really long. we close out episode 49 of the Imagineer podcast. I want to give a special thank you once again to Amanda, Jenna, and Kara of Disneyland Foodies. Thank you so much for coming onto this podcast episode and lending your expertise about where to eat at the Disneyland Resort. For those of you listening, if you are looking to take a trip to Disneyland and are curious where to book a reservation or where to dine when you're visiting Disneyland, be sure to reach out to them. I'll include all of their social media profiles in the show notes below. So head to Disneyland Foodies and be sure to ask them all of your Disneyland food related questions. And of course, I want to hear from you what are your favorite places to eat at the Disneyland Resort or your must do restaurants based on this episode or based on your research of places to eat for places you might want to dine at Disneyland. You can send me your feedback in so many different ways. You can either send me an email at podcast at gmail.com or call our listener listener voicemail, which is 516. 516- 406-8376. If you leave me a voicemail there, I'll be sure to play your feedback in a future episode of the Imagineer Podcast. And of course, you can send me a direct or public message on any of our social media channels. I don't I would encourage you to follow Imagineer Podcast on these channels if you're there too. So you can follow us and send me a message on Instagram or Facebook at Imagineer Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Imagineer Audio, and I would encourage you to join our Facebook group, which is the Imagineer Podcast. Disney fan community, leave your comments in a post there, or communicate with other members of the group to share your thoughts about the best places to eat at the Disneyland Resort you don't already subscribe to the show I do hope you'll hit that subscribe or follow button whether you're listening on iTunes Spotify Google Podcasts Stitcher Podbean no matter where you listen to podcasts I hope you'll hit that subscribe button and take the opportunity to share out the show which is probably the best thing you can do for the Imagineer podcast so be sure to hit that share button and share out your favorite episode or the podcast as a whole or your favorite post on social media, to your Instagram posts or stories, Facebook post or a Facebook story, Twitter, no matter where you share it out. It does so much to help our community. And as always, thank you so much for those of you who are sharing out content each and every day. I do see you out there and appreciate it so very much. Another great thing you can do to help our podcast is to leave us a rating and a review in the iTunes store. Rating is incredibly helpful and review takes it a step further. And I would, of course, love to read your review in a future episode of the Imagineer podcast. So head to iTunes, leave us a rating and a review there. If you don't listen in iTunes, another great place to leave us a review is on Facebook. So be sure to leave us a rating and a review in either or both of those channels. And if you want to get some extra exclusive perks and rewards and take your love of the Imagineer Podcast to the next level, I would encourage you to head to patreon.com slash Imagineer Podcast to learn about our VIP membership options, which does go to help support the show financially helps us keep the lights on and helps us to bring you new content each and every single day and in return you get some like i said exclusive rewards such perks include things like early access to podcast episodes bonus podcast episodes as well as monthly video calls and access to a private facebook group and access to my instagram close friends list all of that again Are exclusive rewards available to those at patreon.com slash imagine your podcast so head there learn about the different vip membership options and i hope you'll consider signing up which again does go to help support this show Thanks as always to all of our VIPs. As always, if there's anything that I can do to help to improve this show or this community, if there's something else you'd like to see with the Imagineer podcast that's new or different, or you just want to leave your thoughts, definitely reach out to me on social media, send me an email, leave me a voicemail. I do read each email, listen to every voicemail, read every single message, and do everything I can to bring that feedback to life. So thanks to all of you for continuing to help to improve the Imagineer podcast. And last but not least, I hope you are doing everything possible, everything that you possibly can to create a happier and better life for yourself. I hope you're going after your goals. If you're not happy today, think about the one thing that would make you happy and go after those goals. Remember, as always, and keep in mind that amazing quote from Horizons, if you can dream it, you can do it. Thank you so much, as always, for listening to the show, and we'll see you in a future episode of the Imagineer podcast. Welcome to Tomorrowland Rapid Transit, and our 50-year celebration of bringing you revolutionary new concepts in travel, the monorail, the people mover, and now, the rocket rod. As part of our Golden Jubilee, we invite you to look back with us at this
1: vintage clip of some of our early concepts for future transportation.